everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're back almost a week. Vacation seems like it was so it long ago. I'm ready for another vacation. I know. I'm uh, ready for some warm weather, and I'm not going to get it. It's supposed to be a high of 16 degrees on Saturday. Oh, that should be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. Let's talk about happy things. What's the Disney Parks blog got going on? You're talking about Press Pennies. Yep. Uh, did you know that for almost 30 years, Press Pennies have been a classic, fun, and inexpensive keepsake? Well, I didn't, but I know we used to do them with the girls. What was that? 10, 10, 10 years, ago, years ago? Back when Press Pennies were uh, 50 cents. Or like 15 years ago. Now yeah. I think they're a dollar. Are they? Yeah, they're uh, pretty expensive. Uh, but they do have a new generation of Press Pennies, uh, and they've actually gone digital now. Uh, I know. I like the old hand crank ones. Um, But the new machines are now filled with brand new uncirculated pennies uh, that they will actually uh, press. Why would I put my own penny in? I know. That was part of the fun. And I was never sure you got your own penny back either. I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, because I tried like, you know, I got like a discolored penny and of course it gets stretched out. Right. You can't really tell. But So there's a little story about they have... uh, uh, the, the 50th anniversary celebration pressed penny coins. Um, so they do have the 50th uh, characters uh, out and available. Uh, they actually now have increased it from just pressed pennies. You can get pressed quarters. Mm-hmm. They also have machines that do medallions. And, of course, the personalized name tags or personalized tags for your dogs. You okay. see those around the resort as well. Right. Uh, so there are plenty of ways to get some pressed items at the parks. Very cool. All right, our next story um, is about Disney recognizing um, excellence in supporting hire and hiring veterans. That's right. Disney has been recognized by um, the Student Veterans of America as a corporate partner of the year, and uh, they were recognized for their continued work in championing championing student veterans uh, above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, This is nothing new for Disney, uh, as they have supported veterans for many years. Um, They also have the Disney Heroes Work Here initiative that has hired over 11,000 veterans since 2012. And then they have the Disney Veterans Institute, which helps companies across the country establish their own veteran hiring programs. All right. So Disney doing good work around uh, around the community. Very good. All right. Is this Disney Parks Blog 2? It is. All right. Um, we're pretty excited about this because um, the Flower and Garden Festival is one of, well, it's my favorite event that they do at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that, they have um, musical performers and they call that, what is it, Garden Rocks? It's the Garden Rock Series. Garden Rock Series, which they haven't had um, in the past two years. Yep. Okay, but it's coming back. It is. So the Disney Parks blog is letting everyone know that the Garden Rocks Concert Series will be returning to the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival beginning in March. Uh, the uh, internationally recognized artists will take the Americans, the American America Gardens Theater stage on Friday through Monday, and then local bands will have the spotlight Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, so let's see. Highlight of who's coming, uh, the Guess Who, Rick Springfield, uh, Mike Del Judas, who tours with Billy Joel and is a uh, Billy Joel tribute artist, uh, Cool and the Gang making their first appearance, the Spinners, the Pointer Sisters, Starship, Berlin, Toby Mac, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, the Commodores making their first appearance, A Flock of Seagulls, Little River Band, and, of course, Herman's Hermits. Uh, All right. And uh, they will start appearing March 4th, and they will run through June 7, uh, June 20th. 
but if you want to see a show, you can get a Garden Rocks dining package. Uh, those will be available on Friday through Monday, and uh, you can start reserving those on January 19th. You can do that by visiting freshepcot.com. Very good. And that's all from the Parks blog. All right. On to a food story. Um, at Disney's California Adventure, they have a new chocolate peanut butter cheesecake churro. Yeah, this was the only wor- newsworthy piece I could find from California. <laughs> well, and is it newsworthy? I don't know. I like churro stories, I guess. And the only reason I put it there is because there's nothing like a churro from a park in California. Yeah, they I, do have great churros. I think the, the, the Florida parks have them. But they're not real churros. They're not very good. They're not real churros unless they're made in California. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there is a new chocolate peanut butter cheesecake churro that is now available at the Cozy Cone Motel, which is in the car section of Disney's California Adventure. Uh, it is a uh, churro topped with peanut butter cream cheese icing and chocolate ch- chips, and it will set you back $6.29. Okay. Looks good. Yeah. You know what else looks good? What? You. All right. Thank you. Um, So now we're over to the other coast in Florida Um, at the Magic Kingdom. They have added more vertebrae elements to the Tron Light Cycle Run Canopy. That's right. The vertebrae elements uh, will help support the external canopy when it goes up. So there have been crew members up there and a cherry picker working on the top. And uh, I can't wait for this canopy to go in because forever they've been building this framework. Well, it's crazy. It's so intricate. It is. Yeah. It is. And they're also getting ready to put some storage lockers in, it looks like. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, painting has begun on the side of the building for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. That's the section we walked past when we were there on New Year's Day. They are really working on it. And that paint, you know, we've, we've talked many times about how the paint uh, patches were not matching. properly yeah. matching and there was discoloration. And we got to see that firsthand. Yep. It was really noticeable. Uh, so well, at they, first it wasn't. Right. And then you, when you, you when you could find a patch, then they all sort of popped out at you when you started to see what the difference was. Yep. Uh, and this is uh, this painting is going on on the left side of the building as you're facing the entrance, uh, and it is the copper ribs that are being painted black. They've already done this to the right side of the building. Um, it changes, of course, from the depicted artist's rendering that they put out, but I guess they just can't get this copper paint right for whatever reason. Mm. So it'll look good. The, the colors still look nice. Yeah. All right. Um, at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, and this is in Epcot, they now have a souvenir gift card available. Yeah. So now we've found a way to monetize gift cards because you make them collectible. Weren't gift cards always monetized? Well, they are monetized, <laughs> but now you're profiting from them because more people are going to buy them because they're collectible. Maybe, but... Do, do is there a price for them above and beyond? No, there's not a price for them above and no, beyond the, just what you put on the them. amount you put on, and you're going to use that amount, and then you've still got the gift card left. So actually, it's sort of a f- if if they're collectible, it, that's fine. Like that's the easiest thing ever to collect because you're going to use the money from them anyway. Right. You can put anywhere between fifteen and a thousand dollars on it. It comes with a small band that goes around your wrist, and it's just perfect when you're going to the food kiosks and you want to get a little bit of. Uh, uh, you know, a little small plate or a drink. It's actually, I think it's kind of a cool thing that they do. It's probably something that actually won't be around that long or they'll start to charge an extra like $2 for right. for the... I just can't see needing it if you've got a magic band. 
No, you don't, but they're cute. They are. <laughs> um, photo stops, spots have been installed for the 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. That's right. And that begins on January 15th. So they've added additional photo pieces. Uh, and these photo uh, spots allow guests to pose within famous artworks. Um, so you've got, uh, I believe the big one now is Venus. Uh, but you can step into a frame to depict a self-portrait like Frida Kahlo. Um, you can, and that is uh, uh, in uh, the Mexican pavilion. You also have Birth of Venus in Italy where you get to step inside the clamshell and replicate uh, that famous painting. And the last one is, oh, you can do uh, Munch's The Scream or Mona Lisa. So cool. those are two pretty uh, cool photo backdrops. Um, and you know, it's an interesting thing to do. It is. That's really neat. I actually wish that was there when we were there. The sad point is they never have a uh, photo pass photographers there. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I don't want to have to pay for it anyway. I just want, I mean, if you're usually with someone else and it's a single person photo. You wouldn't put two people in the Mona Lisa photo. That's true. Um, the full artist appearance schedule has been released for January 14th to 22 for the Festival of the Arts. That's right. Do you know what they've done this year? What? They've added QR codes to the festival maps that have uh, appearance schedules. Oh, in that's them. neat. So that is pretty good. Uh, so if you go to Epcot, you can scan the orange marked QR code on the map to get an overview of the artists appearing on the day uh, that you're in the park. Uh, and a turquoise marked QR code uh, will bring you to the main Disney World webpage for the uh, International Festival of the Arts page itself. Okay. Um, so we're not going to go through all the artists, but uh, there are a ton of people who are going to be here. Uh, they're in all the countries, um, and they've, uh, you know, they're going to be doing signings and paintings and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, if, if you love the arts, uh, go check it out. Very neat. But you know what the big thing about the International? Oh, nope. We're about mm. International Flower and Garden now. Yeah, Flower and Garden Festival, um, along with the Food and Wine Festivals, they're, probably, they're the two biggest festivals at Epcot. Um, and so the one coming up after the Festival of the Arts is going to be the Flower and Garden Festival. So they're already getting together um, lots of information um, and putting together their kitchens and gardens for this upcoming event. That's right. There are going to be 18 food booths at this year's Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, which runs from March 2nd through July 4th. Uh, we're going to have the Cider House near the United Kingdom, the Citrus Blossom at Port of Entry, the Epcot Farmer's Feast near Test Track, the Epcot Sunshine Griddle, also near Test Track, the Flavorful Kitchen hosted by Advent Health, that'll be over by uh, Imagination Pavilion, Fleur de Lis in France, Hanami in Japan, uh, the Honey Bistro, hosted by the National Honey Board, that'll be at the port of entry. Mm -hmm. Jardin de Fiestas will be in Mexico. La Isla Fresca will be between Morocco and France. Lotus House in China. Magnolia Terrace in the American Adventure. Northern Bloom in Canada. Pineapple Promenade near the port of entry. The Primavera Kitchen in Italy. Tangerine Cafe Fla Flavors of Medina in Morocco. The Trowel and Trellis hosted by Impossible near Disney Traders. And then, of course, there will be additional locations with snacks, nibbles, noshes uh, from the Funnel Cakes, Joffrey's Tea Company, the Refreshment Outpost, and the Refreshment Port. Awesome. I have to figure out a way to get down there for a day. I'm not sure that I took a breath during any of that. That was very well done, dear. Thank you. Um, the 
A chock full of character decal has returned. Um, this is the uh, new Luca design that they have for the 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Arts. That's right. These are special character decals that they've placed around the World Showcase uh, that, you know, there are. It looks like chalk art. Of mm-hmm. course, they're not going to take the time to put the chalk art up because it would be washed away by rain. Uh, so these are just decals that make it look like chalk art has been done. And, of course, some of them have a uh, Luca theme. Uh, especially in Italy, uh, which uh, they're very cool. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. Fun thing to go around and look for. Yes, it is. Uh, Disney World has begun hiring for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's funny because um, I thought this was going to be delayed. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Tron that's getting delayed. That's right. Um, But hiring has begun for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind as it approaches its summer opening. Uh, No official opening date has been listed. Um, but it's exciting that uh, they're inviting cast members to transfer into the uh, Xandar Pavilion. So what kind of a date you think we're looking at for that? Uh, well, summer runs from, what, December, March. Uh, summer begins in June and runs through July, August, September. So there's October. very little chance I'm going to get to overlap that with the uh, Flower and Garden Festival. Yes. Darn. Yeah. I, I do not think it will be. Uh, it'll be mid to late summer probably. All right. Um, Olaf character sightings um, have returned to Disney's Hollywood Studios. They will have returned as of January 15th. What's today? Today is January 13th, and the show will come out on the 14th. Darn! So close. So Cheryl living in the past or the future, I'm not quite sure. Uh, The Celebrity Spotlight, which has been Olaf's home through 2016, uh, has had showtimes added to the calendar beginning this Saturday. Uh, This will be the first time, not in forever, but since March of 2020 that Olaf has appeared in the park. Of course, the character sighting will be socially distanced, uh, like all character experiences at Walt Disney World currently are. All right. Um, they have local bees helping to clean up the gingerbread displays. Very interesting uh, story. Uh, you know, we were talking about how bees were causing trouble over right. in Animal Kingdom. Uh, But this is a story that tells about what they do with the gingerbread houses when they dismantle them. Mm -hmm. They actually take them apart. They take all the gingerbread off. That gets composted. Uh, And then there is royal icing that is left on wooden pallets or frames. Right. Uh, And they take these frames out to the Disney tree farm, which first off, I didn't know they had a Disney tree farm. And they place the pallets there and local bees will come because royal icing is essentially made of sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bees will fly and eat the sugar. Interesting. Um, Bees apparently will travel up to two miles uh, for food. And uh, this is what Disney does to help our our friendly uh, bee pollinator friends. And they will strip the sugar off of the pallets. The pallets are then hosed off and washed and put away for the next year. That's what I was going to ask. Like, do they reuse them, which would be very cool. They do. So the bees strip them clean. That's got to be a lot of bees. Yeah. I would not want to And royal icing is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not like powdery or anything. No. Like they're, they're really they, having they got a, chompers. I guess. They got to yeah. work at it. All right. Um, Disney pricing has been announced for the D23 2022 Expo. That's right. The D23 Expo takes place in September, September 9th through 11th at the Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, and they have released pricing uh, for D23 members. Uh, a, a general member pricing, a one day ticket is $99 for an adult, $279 for a three day ticket. Uh, if you're a gold member, the price for one day is $89 and a three day ticket will cost you $229. And then in conjunction with that story, if you're a D23 
uh, member, as well as a Disney Visa card holder, you will get your tickets one and an option to get your tickets one day early, okay. and the Visa presale will take place on January nineteenth. Uh, otherwise, the tickets go on sale on January twentieth. All right. And then part of the big news for that, if you're a big Disney fan, is that Walt Disney's personal plane, uh, the Mouse, has been restored and will be brought in as a special exhibit during this year's D23 Expo. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Disney Cruise Line is now requiring all guests ages five and up to be vaccinated. Yeah, we mentioned this a month or two ago, and uh, this new directive is in place as of January 13th. Um, so you have to have proof of a negative COVID test uh, if you are now five, I'm sorry, younger than five. Yep. Um, so that is the deal there. I know a lot of people canceled cruises because they don't want to get their younger children vaccinated. Yep. Um, Real Steel, um, a new series that's coming to Disney Plus, is now in development. Yeah, this is based on the movie uh, from 2011 that starred Hugh Jackman. Um, and essentially, it's just like a giant Rock'em Sock'em Robots type of uh, Transformers type series. Okay. Uh, and uh, they're bringing this to Disney+. Plus. This is actually based on a short story from the 50s, uh, and it takes place in the future, 2020. Ah. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see where this goes. All right. Um, Andrea Burnap has been cast as the male uh, lead role for an a live-action Snow White remake. That's right. He joins Gal Gadot, also known as Wonder Woman, in this live-action remake of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, the original film debuted in 1937. That is the animated film. And instead of playing the prince or the huntsman, he's going to be playing a new character. Okay. And we don't know who the new character is. We do know that Rachel Zegler from West Side Story has been cast as the hero uh, heroine. Heroine. Uh, and Gal Gadot uh, has entered negotiations to appear as the evil queen. Nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, National Treasure uh, has some news. Disney Plus is welcoming five more to the streaming series cast. Yeah, we mentioned a few months ago that there's going to be a, a Disney Plus adaptation of the National Treasure series uh, focusing on a young uh, Hispanic woman who is taking over the, the lead role in the series. Uh, and they've got some new uh, actors who have signed on. Lyndon Smith from Parenthood, Zuri Reed from Flat uh, Flatbush, uh, Jake Austin Walker from 12 Mighty Orphans, Antonio Cipriano from Jagged Little Pill on Broadway, and Jordan Rodriguez from Light as a Feather. Um, the film, I'm sorry, the series is going to be produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, and uh, we don't have a, a debut date yet. Um, it's not even in production since they're still adding cast members to it. All right. What else do we have here? Oh, we have some Universal Studios news. We do. All right. Um, the Supreme Court has blocked COVID-19 vaccine or test mandates for large workplaces. Yeah, we had mentioned the other day that Universal uh, was going to be following a new vaccine uh, mandate where either you're vaccinated or you get tested weekly. But apparently that has now, as of January 13th, been blocked by the Supreme Court. Okay. However, the court does allow the vaccine mandate for workers at federally funded healthcare facilities to take place, but not at large uh, regular non-healthcare companies. Okay. 
Uh, at Universal, Universal Orlando, a concert lineup has been announced for Mardi Gras 2022. That's right. Mardi Gras 2022 concerts kick off on February 5th, uh, and these take place uh, once a week. So uh, going through the list, we have Sugar Ray, Diana Ross, Bare Naked Ladies, Styx, John Party, LL Cool J, uh, featuring DJ Z-Trip, Marshmallow, Lee Bryce, Becky G, Khalid, Seal, Gavin DeGraw, The Revivalists, Jimmy Allen, and Jason Derulo. Uh, Universal Orlando Resort's Mardi Gras celebrations will begin on uh, February 5th and run through April 24th. Those are pretty good people. Yeah, the concert series only runs through March 27th, however. Okay. A man has been arrested for a haphazard Harry Potter merchandise shoplifting spree at Universal, Universal Studios Florida. Yeah, a 31-year-old guy from New Jersey uh, was seen uh, by security guards uh, over at the Harry Potter Christmas ornament display, and he took four ornaments, one for each Hogwarts house. Okay. Slipped them in his pocket. Then he went back, stole another set. Then he went back to the phone cases, and he stole two phone cases. Then he went back to the Christmas ornaments and put more in his bag. (laughs) Then he went to the Harry Potter-themed socks and stole several pairs. Then you know where he went? Back to the Christmas ornaments. Back to the Christmas ornaments and store more more ornaments. Then he went to the scrapbook displays and walked out with a Harry Potter scrapbook (laughs) under his arm. And on his way out, he grabbed a Harry Potter throw blanket and then left the store without paying. So he was uh, stopped and questioned, and he admitted to stealing the merchandise, which came out to a grand total of $827. He also said he stole other stuff. Yeah, uh, this uh, gentleman did not have an attorney listed, uh, and he's going to be arraigned on January 18th. Uh, it's not bad enough that you steal <laughs> once, but you steal like 17 like, times. Pick your thing, take it, and walk out of the store. Right. Like, if don't you have make... it. If you want any shot of not getting caught. Yeah, I don't think he's done this before. No. Well, and, and if he did, he's not very good at no, it. No, he's not. Uh, a new color scheme has taken over Poseidon's Fury facade at. Islands of Adventure. Islands of Adventure. That's right. It has been now painted a seafoam green color. All right. I kind of like it. Uh, They've added some touches of gold. Uh, uh, Of course, the attraction is not currently open. Uh, They do have construction walls up, but the construction walls have moved closer and closer to the main entrance of the building. Uh, and uh, eventually, I'm sure it, it's going to open at some point. It There's, looks really nice. It does. It looks like it's brighter, but it's also, I don't know, more like whimsical and I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is, but it, it think, looks more fitting to what it's supposed to be. I think it looks weathered. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I just, I really like that that green color. It, you know, it pops when you're walking past it. You mm-hmm. notice it, but it still looks um, like ancient. Right. You know what I mean? I think before it had just a lot of like a concrete look yeah, to it. Yeah, it was very brown and blah. Right. So uh, with this new color scheme, there is rumor that the attraction will be opening next month. Um, and they have not fully painted everything. So there's more work to go on that. Okay. And I think that's our last story. Do you have oh, any goodness. closing words? No, not tonight. All right. So have a good weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.